0: Yes, in Berakhei, we saw the story of when the Aaron Hashem is taken to the Plishnim and when they put him in the Temple of Dagon. How every time Dagon falls on his face in subservience or in contrition in front of the Aaron Hashem. Nevertheless, that doesn't stop the kohenim of Dagon continuing to worship Dagon, because we saw they saw this was the connection to their star, and never didn't feel they had the option of changing. But uh, they realized that Hashem was more powerful. And that was only the first part of the punishment we saw it in the Chazal say, we saw it by Yamsif as well, that when HaKadosh Baruch punishes a nation, so He punishes their deity first. And the reason for that we saw is twofold. The one reason is because that way, they're not going, it's not going to intensify their desire, Because otherwise, the tendency of people, when they're f- facing hardship or they're facing uh, difficulty, is if they believe in some of their desires, they turn to their desire for help. And therefore, if Hashem would punish a nation of idol worshippers, He is just exacerbating the desire. He's just causing them to turn to their desire, so to speak, more than before. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu punishes the desire first, because that why it's understood, and that's why it's clear that the desire is not going to help them. And therefore, even if Hashem punishes them afterwards, it's not going to intensify their connection to their desire. That's the one. And the other reason you said for that, is because if uh, what the nation, the shefa, the spiritual energy that a nation receives, is through its sire, is through its angel. So then, when the the, the lack of shefa which will now get or the punishment which will be meted out to it, is going to be felt in the, by the sire first, and therefore the punishment will first manifest itself on the the higher level, on the spiritual level, before it comes down to affect the people. And the setting over here, we see Hashem wanted to punish the Plishtim as well, but it began with the punishment directed to their god, Dagon, and only later unfolded down to the, the Plishtim as well, which we're going to see we're holding in the above. And we saw that Da'an Hashem was taken to Ashdod, which was one of the five cities of the Plishtim, and the Prozach says, Fatihba, Yad Hashem, Hashem's hand was heavy against the people of Ashtod, in other words, he punished them, Va'yishimayim, and Hashem Shmama is desolation means destruction, it talks about, the, for example, the Midash, Um after the, after the korban is being a Shmama, as being destroyed, and therefore it's interesting that the choice of words the Navi uses to describe what happened to people of Ashtar was a destruction, that's more than just the punishment, the punishment the people who are suffering are still alive, whereas over here the last of Hashim of Desolation is Mashmashma, that, uh, really, that it was much uh, more severe than just being punished. What was the punishment that Hashem gave them? (inaudible) There's a difference between how the word's read and how it's written, but the way it's read is Uh, Darkness? No. Tahrim is uh, what we call hemorrhoids today, it's basically uh, uh, an internal illness. Which would cause the intestines to fall out when they went to the Vatrim, like we'll see. And the question is why was this the choice of punishment that Baruch Hu decided to give the Ashtadim? Why was that and That. And this affected all the people of Ashtad, of all the surrounding villages which were part of the principality of Ashtad got affected as well. Now, it's interesting that the people of Ashdod understood that this punishment came as a punishment for the Aaron It wasn't for nothing. And therefore, when that's what the, saw, the people of Ashdod saw it happen to them, and they realized this is the result of having the Amru. so therefore they said, we don't want the Aaron of Hashem, of the God of the Jews, to be with us anymore. Why? Why? Because he'd be being punished for it. Not just us, the Dagan God was punished as well. And yeah, therefore they didn't want they didn't want to keep the iron in their property anymore in the area. So what did they do? they send messengers, us so The Sarane Prishtim were the officers of the Prishtim. We know that the Prishtim nation was made up of five independent city states, or which each one was represented by a officer. And therefore the council which ran the Pishtim country were these five officers. So they called a meeting of all the five officers of the Pishtim. What are we going to do with the Aaron of Hashem? In other words, we don't want it anymore. Mm -hmm. They were punished up for it. So they wanted to get rid of it. They said that the Aaron should go to That was another one of the cities of the Pishtim. And therefore they were having to do that. They moved the Iron of Hashem to gas. Can you just ask on this account? The drops sign of what we call a zakifkatan is a self-containing is self, a, a, a self uh, containing phrase. Right. So normally it comes as part of an independent clause within the Pasuk. Over I mean, here it's on one word, but yeah, it means that it wasn't an automatic They the where it's going to go. They, they 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 came, it they took time, they had to decide where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And if it was a decision which, after having discussed it or debated it, that's what they said, that was like a, a discussion in its own right. And the result was, it should go to gas. Gas was the second of the five cities of the Prishtan. Is there an explanation? See, in the explaining why Daphne Gus was the one who landed with it. I mean, there are two options which one can suggest, but again, I haven't seen either answer inside. The one answer would be that Gas was the weakest and therefore, I mean, we know that Isa, for example, was one the, of the strongest of the Pleshti of the cities. That um, was the one that Farshimshin was busy fighting with. But, uh, so it could be Gas as the as the least influential, had no choice in the matter. It also could be where this one used to check. It could be was the next one, which is the nearest one. Yeah. And therefore, the question where are we going to move it to. So the next city in proximity was Gas. We're to to check exactly which one it is. Either way, I say, I don't see any of the We explain why Gas was the one. To be sent to Arukadash next. Oh, we know we're, we're in gas. And okay. So what happened? So after they moved the iron to gas, so Shem punishes gas as well. And when it comes to gas, then it wasn't just the shemama, which is love to explain. What the shemama was, the destruction was. When it comes to gas, it's more than just that. It's a it's a massive upheaval. Uh, in other words, something which is abnormal, uh, it causes a tremendous uh, stir, commotion. What, what was it? In the same thing, he punished all the people of Gas, from young, from children to the elderly, everybody. And the same punishment that he gave to the people of Ashtad, he gave them as well, the same affliction and then intestines, and therefore they also suffered the same way. Now the question is, why was this more a Muhammad than it was the first time then? the people of Ashtad were afflicted, it doesn't say it was Muhammad, it was in the Here we say there's was more than it was in the as well. It says the children here too. Right, and therefore the question is, what did gas do worse, so to speak? And what way was the same Makkah considered a bigger Makkah than before? As we'll come back and explain, but just see, first you see the whole story together, and we will see what the progression over here was. So the people of Gath didn't want the iron either. But Yishra'lchus said, Aaron elekim, Akron. So he sent it off to the third city of the fish, which is Akron. Over here you see they didn't uh, convene uh, to, uh, to discuss it, because obviously at this stage nobody is going to want it. Uh, they already see what happened to two cities where it ended up in. Eh? So just on the, on the other side, really, we don't want to be sending it to Akron. And the Akron didn't want it either. You're bringing us iron to kill me and my people. We don't want it either. And therefore, they refused to accept the iron. And then now, because there was a disagreement with what to do, so now they could bring back the Sinai <laughs> Pishtim. They bring back all the officers of the Pishtim to discuss what to do. Gas doesn't want it, Ekron doesn't want it. So, what are they going to do with the iron? Let's send it back where it belongs there to Israel and shouldn't kill me and my people. And the question is, who's talking there? In other words, who's talking to who? And it says in the last they said, "Stand the okay, back to its place," and in the singular shouldn't kill me and my people. So, who's this? Who's, who's who's one's being spoken to? Who's who's referring to? We have to see. I to explain the pasuk. Because everyone in the city was. Terrified of, of dying from the Aaron, carved them because uh, the hand of Hashem was very heavy against them, and you know, as they realized they had been punished, and as while they were being punished, so they didn't want the Aaron anymore. And now we see an interesting passage the people who didn't die, uh, they got this affliction of Aaron. So now we see something we didn't see before. And that is, before we just saw this punishment of the Torah that they got, but now we see that people died too. And therefore the Apostolic says that the people who didn't die, this is what happened to them, but a the lot of people died. But Shava Shabbat, remember the cry of the city reached the heavens for two reasons. Firstly, there were those who were mourning their dead, and there were those who were alive and were crying in vain. In other words, uh, it, it, there was much more of a punishment than we saw before. And that's, uh, that's something which the didn't tell us before, and we see it now. And that is in both these cities, like he said, there was Muhammad Salavis who were scared of dying, because in both cases people were dying. We saw it before, in the the uh, alluded to in the word shmama, which means destruction. And when he pointed out, that's not the notion that the Navi uses, when was talking about a punishment. A punishment isn't a destruction, of course in the Polish, a person punished instead of a that. A shmama is when people get killed, then there's destruction. And therefore there was two points. There was the destruction which people were getting killed, and besides that, even the people who didn't die were getting this affliction as well. And I was in, both in Ashdod and in Gaze. And Ekron too? That's where the never got there because the people of Ekron refused to take it. They, they said, well, You're going to get it, send this iron, it's going to, uh, it's going to kill me and my people. And therefore, they, they didn't want it, they didn't, they didn't accept iron. Mm-hmm. It, you Say, that, the iron. The The other explained that the, uh, the Ekron didn't want it, but the until they decided what to do with it, it was still there. And therefore the Mm acronym well best but then of having it, even though they didn't really want to have it, were dying as well. And that was uh, that that was uh, that was the the, why they wanted to get rid of it, but until such time as it happened, so they were also being punished. Which is some the way some of the fashion explained the Pshat, right? Um, um, and that's the that's the, the which would mean that it wasn't a punishment that because they wanted the iron, they didn't want the iron, mm-hmm. but the fact that it was there was enough to punish them. Okay, so that's, uh, that's the, like I said, the, 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 that's the shot that they give, that is still, that, uh, now the three cities of the five of the wisdom all suffered from, mm-hmm. from the, that's, uh, okay, that's the first, threat. now, the, the, the all we've been told so far about the punishment is the punishment of the trey, which was the illness, the ailment that Baruch Hu inflicted them with. But you're going to see later on when they decide to send the Arun back to Kayishel, so they feel that they have to do something and send it with some kind of a token to show that they're sorry, mm-hmm. uh, some kind of conciliatory gift. And uh, we'll see later on the Experiment by Hashem that what they sent was five golden mice. They sell five golden mice. Uh, why would the why would, the, would the, they send mice as a gift? So Chazal tells us what the passage doesn't say. The Chazal said that there was another Mecca as well. There was another Mecca as well, and that is that they were overrun by mice. They were overrun by mice, and that therefore, besides for the physical ailment they had, they also had a plague of mice, which was destroying the cities. But it doesn't just mean that the mice came and were eating their crops. Um, Ghazal explained it much more graphically than that, and they said that with this illness that they had uh, of Tchirim, so when they would go out to the fields, wherever it would be to relieve themselves, so they would be attacked by rats, who would have oh. killed them. Uh, and uh, that was the It mm-hmm. was one thing that people have an illness. It was another thing when afterwards that they're they get they're getting attacked by an outside, so to speak, yeah. an outside enemy, in this case the rats that Hashem sends to to bite them and uh, that was the, the the punishment was intensified ok, so therefore they felt that uh, this was something which was obviously a, a punishment on two steps there was a punishment within their bodies and a punishment from the outside that Hashem sent these, these wild rats to attack them as well. Another question is which we need to understand, and that is we understand that like, obviously HaKadosh Baruch wants to make a kid Hashem and the Goshmocha wants to show the guy that you don't deserve to have the Arana Kodesh, and therefore it being in your midst is going to be a source of punishment for you. That we can understand. And therefore, rather than the fact that they were gloating over their success and captured the Arana Kodesh, they're going to suffer bitterly for trying to touch the Arana Kodesh. That we can understand. But the question is, what we're going to talk about is the choice of punishment. Why was, the, why was that the punishment? Why was the, the punishment, uh, if, you, if it had to be a physical punishment, why was this the punishment which was chosen? Um, firstly, and if there's a second part of the punishment, Hashem sent his rats to attack them, so why was that, why was that the, again, the right punishment for what they did wrong? And there was something which was clear enough that the officials themselves understood that it's clear why this punishment is coming. They attributed it straight away to the iron, which is why each city in turn didn't want the of operation, where well, they realized, the, they realized the, that that was the cause of their terrorists. So why is it like that? So oh, let's explain something um, with a bit of a background. A bit of a background, it's the principle we discussing now, is brought by Rav Chaim in the Ruch HaKhaim, it's on spiritual and office. And says an unbelievable thing, amazing idea. He says like this. He says that the fact that HaKadosh Baruch creates food in such a way that the a of the food that a person's body absorbs and uh, takes the nutrients or the proteins or whatever it's going to be the energy that it gets from food and the a of the food that the person's body can't absorb and never has to be has to be uh, eliminated. eliminated why is that the case why did hashem create the world in such a way there has to be the separation process between what's good for a person and what's bad for a person so khayi velazhan explains he says that really, he goes back and asks the previous question. And he says, when Adam Marishan was originally in Gan Eden, and in that original state, Adam Marishan in Gan Eden, so he was tempted by the snake to eat from the tree. And the tree is called the Etzah <laughs> as we know. And Rukhaya Valaishan asked him a very nice question. He says, it should have been called the Etzah Das Ra. Adam already was tough. He didn't need to be told what to, was meant to be good. But he didn't know what was meant to be bad. And if therefore, if the tree was enlightening him towards bad, so should we call the das ra, it's the knowledge of bad. Why is it the knowledge of good and bad? He already knew the good. So what's the khidish what's the of the fact that it's, it's called the etzada's of good and bad? What was new about the good that other version didn't already know? And Rukhavud Hashanah, based on this question, comes up with a very interesting Yasad, a very big principle, and it says like this, he says that before the khaytah of Adam Arishan, before his original sin, there was good in the world, Adam himself, and there was bad in the world, which was the sotan. But there were two diametrically opposed forces. Adam was good, and the sotan was bad. The concept of the Eta dais was it synthesized good and bad. And therefore, a person could be partially good and partially bad. That was, that was a dais, It was a mixture of knowledge of how to... Balance tov and ra together. And therefore, everything a person does isn't completely tov and isn't completely ra, Because there's always a balance of factors in why a person does something. And part of it is good and part of it is not so good. And therefore, as opposed to before the Marishan sin, when something which was done good would have been done completely nishma, with the best intentions in the world, a mitzvah, 100% mitzvah. Today when a person does something, so it's true on the one hand he wants to do a mitzvah, but there are lots of other feelings and makshavas and, and, and ideas and plans that go into it as well. And therefore, it's not completely tough. It's a diastovera. It's a blend of good and bad. It could be mostly good. It's partially bad. It's any other way around. The person doesn't have It's rare that the very is 100% bad. It's normally a blend of factors as well. It's, on the whole, it's a bad thing to do. But the person did have some thoughts of how to justify what they were doing. Let's give an example in each direction. It could be a person decides he's going to come early to be the first one to learn the shul. Before anyone else comes, he wants to be the first one to learn the shul. It could be it's good, and there definitely is a good intention there, to, not, you know, to, be able to get up early, to, to open the shul, to be the first one to learn the extra Talmud Torah. There are lots of good intentions. But there could also be that intention, I want everybody else to see, I'm the biggest master here. I want everyone else to walk in and say, ah, he's already there. So there's a certain negative intention. There's a balance. It's primarily good, there's a little bit bad now it's like the other extreme let's say the person who wakes up in the morning he should be getting up for chakris he decides I'm going to stay in bed, I'm not getting up so it's primarily bad it's lazy and he's missing the time he's meant to happen but in the back of his mind he's also thought you know what, if I get up a bit later I'll be more awake today so I'll be able to learn better so there was some intention which was, which was a good thought even if it wasn't the right thing to do and therefore the actions of a person are very rarely 100% good or 100% bad is a blend, and that was all the result of Adam's sin. And that is that things are a over A person's mind works by synthesizing good and bad, and there's elements of both. Now, it says in Neviachaim in his Persian Ovus, he says that when a person eats, when a person eats, he's eating something which is an activity which is the Shem Shemayim completely, something which is completely good. Or is eating something which is not—it's not so good. He's doing it because he enjoys food, because it's a type of a taste, whatever it's going to be. Again, it's a blend. On one hand, the person needs to eat; he's meant to eat because he needs the strength to be able to dive and to learn to whatever he has to do. On the other hand, there's a certain attraction in food, and people eat for the wrong reasons too. And therefore, he says the principle is: the principle is that intention the person has when he does something defines what the action is going to be. And since therefore eating is something which is a good intention and a bad intention. A good intention is, I need uh, it's a mitzvah to eat because I need the strength to do the mitzvahs. And therefore, if I, uh, like in the used to say, if people lost their sense of taste, the only people who would never would be big to Because the people who are not big to so so only eat because they enjoy food. If they stop enjoying food, they'll stop eating. And you see, people like me who have many conditions they can't enjoy food, they lose a lot of weight, they stop eating. Whereas the person knows I have to eat because I have a khiyuv to, to keep up my strength, to be able to learn Torah, to be able to do this, I guess I'll force myself, if I don't want to. So there's a certain element in eating and the thought of that I need to do this because it's a mitzvah in order to maintain my kayak in order to give me energy to do the right thing. There's a certain amount of eating which is just there because I enjoy food. And therefore he says, that's exactly the effect food has. There's an element in food, which is there, which is there, which gives the person that nutrients and that nourishment. That's the that's that's the good intention intentionally have in eating. But there's also that part of what a person ate food, which is just for the enjoyment of it, and that's the part that the body has to in it. It wasn't, he didn't eat in order to get nourishment from it, he ate to enjoy eating. That makes it something bad, it's something which is giving into a, a time, into a temptation, and therefore the body will separate, there will be parts of the food which can... Benefit the person and give him those nutrients, give him that energy, and be part of the food which has to be eliminated, which is what was bad and bad. He goes on to explain that's why there was, by the man there was a concept of something which was completely absorbed by the body, because if it's be something if a person is only oh. eating as a mitzvah, it's kolotav, and kolotav gets completely absorbed. But now let's look at the other extreme. Is there a concept of kolotirat? Is there a concept of kolotirat? So we know that there was a very strange. Of a desire in the desert. It was called Balpa'ar. And the way to serve Pu'ar was mm-hmm. for a person to eliminate on top of the, uh, uh, these body functions on top of the idol. And obviously the question is, what in the world are you doing? What kind of idol worship is that? And the answer is, Balpa'ar had an ideology. And the ideology is, in everything in that, is that, if there's a blend of tov and Ra, we're going to focus just on the Ra. Mm-hmm. Our mindset is, we're just looking for the Ra in everything. And therefore the way the best way to show that was the Hedak of the food that a person excretes is a akhadak which is the ra so that's what we're going to worship we're looking to we're looking to focus just on Ra whereas the man was meant to be the focus of spiritual just on the top on the, on, the, on the spiritual and on the nature of the food which can sustain a person palpa was a diametric opposite you're going to focus on, on the, in the Matthias of everything which is Ra okay that's the background to Fa. He says much more, but there wasn't a topic right now. I just brought this to explain what we want to get to. And therefore, uh, when we understand that when confronted with something which is much more Kurdish, confronted with something which is much more Kaddish, so then the, the a person whose intention or his mindset is right makes it much worse. Uh, the Neveshaim actually goes a step further than that. And it says, even by the Korbanus and the Vesna Mikdash, it was completely absorbed by the body. I'm completely absorbed by the body because something eaten in the presence of Hashem, so then that's going to make a person think, I'm doing this as a mitzvah. Okay, now, know that the Kodim ate from Hashem's table, their thoughts would be, a mitzvah, mitzvah, I'm doing this as a mitzvah. <laughs> I'm saying in Hashem's presence. And therefore, it would be completely absorbed by the body. Now, when it came to the uh, the we for sure weren't doing that. For sure weren't doing that. So now, when the Arana Kodesh is here, and yet people are. are are doing things for a negative purpose, a ra-purpose, so then they're going to get punished for that. In other, in other words, to focus on something as ra- in the presence of the Rana this is a much bigger affair. And therefore, how does punish them. Like we said, just like in Baal-pa'o, that the manifestation of a mindset of looking for what's right in everything was the worship of baal Po'or. So, in other words, the ra- the khedek of bad and the food which a person gets rid of so that would, they would determine the, the Khelech which is Ra, the Khelech which isn't good in what a person is doing. So that's exactly why Kodesh Baruchah punishes him. That's why Hashem punished the Pishtim because to be Ra in the presence of a, in in the presence of the of Kodesh is a big, much bigger affront to Hashem, it's a much bigger chutzpah. And therefore, that's what the punishment was, that what would be the symbol of what's called Ra would be the way they get punished, and that, the, that, that, was, a, that was the first step of the punishment. Like we said, for some people it's just the usurium, the pain of having this affliction, we saw the people who died from it. That was the first part of the punishment of the when Hashim, tomorrow We will see the next part, and that is what the Maas has to do with it. Ah, that is the second stage in why Asha wanted to punish the Prishtim. Now, until then, the Prishtim had been happy with whatever mindset they had had doing things for the wrong reasons. And they are now being punished for it, so then they realize it is because the are Vedic is here, and therefore the, what we were doing beforehand not acceptable or the way we're living our lives is not acceptable when the article is here. Mm-hmm. And so they realized this was the source of what they're getting punished for.